morning and welcome to the prayer line. This is Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian. We want to welcome you all this morning. We thank you for the privilege and honor that we have in starting our day with you. Starting your day out with prayer and the word, I always call it the breakfast of champions. So I want to welcome you on the prayer line this morning. We want to welcome and greet every intercessor on the line this morning. We thank you for your labor of love. We thank you for the gift of God that Jesus has placed in your life. We also thank you for the grace. We thank God for the grace that he has also given you to go along with that gift. We need your intercession like never before concerning the things that we're dealing with in the world today. So I want to personally thank you for all of your prayers, all of your petitions, all of the intercession that you have lifted up before our God. I also want to greet all of the saints of the Most High God. We want to greet the members of New Destiny Church and every church around the world. This um, prayer call that we started just to keep our community together has now become an international prayer call, so we want to greet the body of Christ that's on the line. I also want to greet every man of God, every pastor that is on the line. We thank God for you. We thank God for the leadership that you provide and the leadership that you will continue to provide as we navigate our way through this pandemic over into the promises of God. The promises of God still stands true for us, and we have to understand that God will never go back on what he's promised for us. The Bible says all things work together for good for those that love God and those that are called according to his purpose. This, too, work together for our good because it shall come to pass. Well, I'm excited about this morning, excited about uh, praying with you and hearing the word of God from our special guest this morning. I'm going to introduce him in just a moment. But we have Minister Ijoma on the line with us. She will be doing our prayer requests this morning and praying over those prayer requests. How are you this morning, Minister Ijoma? I'm excellent, Bishop. How are you? I am doing well. I pray your family is doing well, that Elder Namdi and your children are all doing well this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. We also have on the line a very, very good friend and prayer partner of mine. I love him so much. He loves me. He is the pastor of Family Community Church in the greater Sacramento area. And he is my good friend, Pastor Bill Krause. I want to introduce him on the line this morning. But as I introduce him this morning, I also want us all to wish him a happy birthday. Today is Pastor Bill's birthday, and he is up on the line with us doing our devotion and praying for us. So good morning, Pastor Bill, and happy birthday, buddy. Well, good morning, and I received that. Today's the day God had me born out of all the days in the earth. So glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, man. You sound good this morning. But it's a good day to be on the line on your birthday. I'm so blessed and honored by that, that on your birthday you would be with us and spend it with us and start it with us. And it's a great day, and it's going to be a great day for you. And so let us. I receive it. Amen. Let us have a word of prayer this morning, and we're going to turn it over to Pastor Bill. Father, this morning we say good morning to you. Good morning, Lord Jesus. 
and good morning, Holy Spirit. We honor you, we bless you, we magnify you for all that you've done for us. Father, this is the day that you have made, and in it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you've delivered us from the powers of darkness and you translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, whereby you have given us a legal right to call you Abba, Father. For it is written in your word, you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. Father, you said that we can come boldly to your throne of grace, that we may receive grace and mercy in time of need. Father, as we now begin to operate in hope, which gets us behind the veil to release our faith, we release our faith in the very throne room of God by commanding our mourning with your word. And we thank you that every word that will be lifted up this morning, you will hear us. That's our confidence, because you said in your word, this is the confidence that we have in you. If we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. And because we know you hear us, we have the petition that we desire of you. We thank you for it, and we bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Bill? Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on what part of the world you're in. God bless each and every one of you. God bless Bishop for using the tools God's presented to him to come together. Thank God that God has prepared all of us for this day and this hour, that, that he was not caught off guard at this day and this time, and that he prepared us. And not only did he prepare us, but he is preparing us for what is coming Next, both upon the world and upon us, the blessings on us and the world, the, the different traumas and dramas they go through. But we're looking at a verse today in Mark eleven twenty three through 25, and this is talking about prayer, and prayer is a very special, and, and I've stood with Bishop on different things, praying, and different men and women of God, and for myself, and Prayer, we, we've got to establish what is prayer. Prayer is communication. When I, when my wife and I got married uh, a number of decades ago, we uh, exchanged rings, and on the inside of that ring I put the word communication. Now, I certainly didn't know God like I knew him today, but the word communication is really prayer. Prayer is communication. It's you and I talking to God. We're supposed to pray without ceasing, which means we're supposed to be in continual communication with God. It shouldn't be just a part-time thing. It should be an all-the-time thing. I'm just going to touch on it in verse 25. It says, but when you are praying or communicating with God, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. See, because when you're in right relationship, you're forgiven. And when you have right relationship, your communication is sweet, and it's kind, and it's understanding, and it's patient, and it's wonderful, and if you get awed against anybody you're trying to communicate with, it's not going to come across sweet and kind. So God is telling us here that uh, through Jesus that I, I tell you in verse 24, I tell you you can pray for anything. I don't want to deal with that number 23 mountain I could tell you where um, I needed a mountain of, I needed a mountain of dirt and I didn't I didn't need it in the sea I need to pull it out of the sea because I'm doing some work out at my place 
And a long story short is, I, I could tell you the whole story if I had time, but God supernaturally gave me a mountain of dirt that came out of my own property. It just, poof, it wasn't there, and then it was there. But another story. Mark 11.24, I tell you, you can pray for anything. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants you to communicate with him about anything. I'm a father of five, grandfather to 22, and I'm going to put it to you in a nutshell that I've established with my children from the the time in the very beginning that they could communicate with me about anything. And so we would sit around that dinner table every night having our meal together and as we did, they could ask a question about anything in the world, whether it made sense or didn't make sense, whether it seemed appropriate or inappropriate. It was, of course, done in an appropriate way. But you can pray for anything. You can, in other words, you can communicate to God about anything for your life or for someone else's life. And when you take that time to communicate, I like to look at prayer as working, that I'm actually working with God. You know, when when my wife are working together, boy, there it is. It's the perfection of unity and harmony working together. When when you work with somebody, you're a co-laborer, you're working together. You're not working against each other, but you're working with each other. And that's how God has defined prayer for me. It's he and I working together, that I can communicate to him about anything. I I can I, I needed like I say, I needed dirt. It sounds crazy. I need I needed the mountain not to be cast away but to be brought in. And I've had thousands of yards of dirt brought into my property for, for various reasons, but I needed some more. And I needed some other words. Anyways, long story short, that dirt is there. That mound is there. That mountain is there. And I have more than enough dirt for my project. And if God cares about some dirt, which is under your feet, which is just laying around, which is in abundance, then how much more does he care about the needs for your church, for your ministry, for your marriage, for those people that you're ministering to, because we are the ones that they need to pray for themselves and have a prayer life, but many of them don't know or don't understand or can't move a mountain or have awed against somebody. And that's where we as intercessors need to come in and walk side by side, working with God, only saying what we hear our Father say, only doing what we see our Father do, that's working together through prayer, communication, talking with one another. And come on, just like in my marriage, our talking, our communication is not always verbal. Many times God just give me a thought. Many times I'll just have a thought towards God. But he hears that thought, knows that thought, experiences that thought, that word. And, and he... He and I are one. I and the Father are one. You should be declaring that you and the Father are one. And when you're one and you're working together, 
That means that you have a a unity, a harmony, a fellowship. Because it says down there, see, when, when you don't forgive anyone, you put yourself in jeopardy. I wrote a book on forgiveness, and, and when we don't forgive anyone, we put ourselves in prison. We actually lock ourselves away and can't go places we want to go, can't do things we want to do, can't see people we would normally see because we haven't forgiven, which means there's broken relationship, which means we're not working again together. We're not communicating or praying there's a breakdown in the lines between us. We're we're on this wonderful conference call all over the world, all over the uh, the metroplex of m- multiple cities and states and countries. But that's because we have an open line. It's because we chose to dial in and work together. And just like God, we have to choose to dial in and we have to choose to work together. And because we're dialed in and working together, we can ask anything. But when you get out of love, when you're not walking and being patient and kind and understanding, and you start seeking your own, I, our midweek service is Tuesday night, and I was ministering the Word last night, and I was talking about not quitting, and I was talking about how how we need to make sure that when when we talk to people, when we communicate, it's not just me saying to God, God, I I need my rent paid, or God, I need some food, or God, can you do this for me? It's I was talking last night how when people are communicating, they're saying, hey, you don't love me. How come you're not saying, I know you love me, I'm having a problem here. See, we're... We go on the attack. Whenever you're on the attack, you're out of love. Whenever you're out of love, you're not in faith. Whenever you're not in faith, you're not believing. Whenever you're not believing, you're not saying to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. You're not saying to that debt or that bill or that uh, government agency that's coming against you, you cannot deal with that and say in faith believing because of the breach because of the broken relationship god is love and faith works by love so our believing comes from our faith which is fueled by our love which god is love And when we're in God, with God, for God, because with God all things are possible, that's why we can literally move mountains of dirt if that's what we need to do. But we can also move government agencies. We can move laws. We can move anything and everything. It says, I tell you, you, that's that's me and that's you. If you don't realize the you is you, then you're looking at, okay, they answer Bill's prayers, but will they answer my prayers? And uh, too many of the people that we're ministering to think that they'll answer the minister's prayer, but they won't minister their prayer. And it says, I tell you, I'm telling each and every one of you, God wants communication. He wants a working relationship. 
He wants a love-bound, love-found, love-connected, because God is love, and you cannot take love and connect it with bitterness or not forgiving. You can't connect it with hatred or prejudice or malice. You can connect love with love, because love is going to burn everything else up or what does light have to do with darkness? And when we allow that darkness into our life, we cannot believe at the same level because we have to be in faith believing. So I tell you, each and every one of us, God longs for, needs, desires, wants to talk with you, to be with you, to be one with you. He wants time. He wants you to sit down, kneel down, lay down, whatever position you have to get in so it works for you, so you can see it and think it through clearly, to sit there and be, because to have communication, again with my wife, yes, we have cell phones and all these other means and methods, just like this call, we're not together, but we still had to sit down. We had to segment out the time. I got up this morning and was doing my devotions and time with the Lord, and then I drove into my office so that I had the liberty, not, not disturbing um, anything or anybody in any part of the realm. So I had to make a priority. I had to make a season. I had to make a moment, a time that I could put myself in a realm where I had the liberty to openly and lovingly communicate. And here I am. I am in my office, my comfort zone, my sweet spot, and I am communing with our Father, and I am communing with you. We're working together. But we had to choose to set this time apart. And that's what God is looking for. I tell you you can come and put a segment of time together and God will be with you and you can pray. You can communicate to God for anything. And if you believe, isn't it amazing that some number of you, depending on where you live and what you do and what's going on, you're going to drive through a coffee line or a fast food line and you don't have any problem speaking into that little box, communicating hey, this is what I want today. And they say, would you like anything else? They don't say, no, you can't have that. They say, would you like anything else? And you say yes or no. And then immediately you just go along your way. You're trapped into the path, so you can't back out. There's cars behind you. You can't go another direction. There's curbs on each side of you. If you're walking in that will of God, in that way of God, you are within that path. You've committed your way unto the Lord. You talk into a box. You believe it, and you believe when you get around there, your latte or your hamburger or your eggs or your whatever are going to be what you ordered. If you can have the confidence to talk in some box to some person that you don't know, and you can tell them specifically you want requesting anything on the menu, and anything for us is anything and everything is on the menu, then all you have to do is follow the path, 
stay within the guidelines that God has presented to you, because you're working with him, because you're in constant communication with prayer, you are you traveling along, and when you get up there to the window, fortunately, your price has already been paid for what you're requesting in prayer. So when you get up there, you exchange what you have for what you wanted. And we've exchanged our life for God's life, and we have requested what we want, and when we get up to the window, if they can pass out that hamburger the way you want it, God can certainly pass out the church building you need, the equipment you need, the people you need, workmen in abundance. God is able. See, God is able. In Romans chapter 4, it's talking about Abraham, and it's talking about his son, and it's talking about the sacrifice. And he did not consider it, folks. This is my question for each one of you and for myself. I think that we should all take the time to communicate with God, talk to God, and listen even while I'm speaking. And it said that in verse 19 of Romans chapter 4, and did and did and not being weak in faith, so we're not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. So if there's any weakness in your faith today, I want that exposed to you because what are you considering? What instead of believing God, what are you considering? See, Abraham did not consider his own body, which which was old, and he didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. And see, he did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. See, so it says right back here again, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe. So Abraham did not waver because he was not considering his checkbook. He was not considering his body. You, you need to make sure, what what is it that's causing that doubt or unbelief to roll up on in the inside of you? What are you considering over and above the Word of God? What is it that's endeavoring to dominate your life? Because God is able. It, it's not He's going to get able. He's not going to develop able. He is able. God is able. He's able. In First First Corinthians chapter. Uh, or Second Corinthians chapter nine verse eight, God is able to make all grace. See, maybe you ought to tap in a little more to the grace. Maybe you ought to not place the demand on, oh, I hope I have the faith, or let me demonstrate my faith. Maybe you need to allow God, who is able, to cause all grace to abound towards you. I want you to. I, I really believe this by the Spirit of God to. Allow the Holy Spirit to communicate with you, that there's prayer between the two of you, a communication, a working with, that you would see what is it that you are considering. Ladies and gentlemen, I refuse to limit myself to myself. I refuse to consider 
things that are in opposition or look against or impossible compared to God and his word. I refuse it. I refuse it. I won't allow it. Because Abraham did not consider, I refuse to consider lack. I refuse to consider any pandemic. I refuse to consider any government. One of my uh, son-in-laws is an Air Force Academy grad, and when he came to our church, because we're right here by a military base, it's closed now, but they they uh, they require you to serve after you uh, graduate from the academy for six years. And the first word I ever said to him when I didn't know him up from down, I, it just came out of my mouth, you'll not serve out your full time. Uh, I said, sir, I just want to let you know that uh, by an act of Congress, a law, I have to serve my six years out. Well, the Democrats and the Republicans agreed, the president signed, and they closed the base down, and with that whole drawdown of bases, they changed the the law to say that he could get out of the military, and he ended up getting out of the military, marrying my daughter, and we're living happily ever after. What's your point? Don't consider anything but the Word of God. Don't consider what the city's saying about some, or the county or the state, about some rule or regulation or ordinance. Don't consider the fact that there are people coming against you. Don't consider that your health has been attacked. Don't consider that your marriage isn't where you want it to be. Don't consider anything but God and his word. Don't allow yourself anything to come against you. I love you. I appreciate you. God is able. He's able to do anything. Don't consider anything but God. Communicate. Stay in it. Open. Love you. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, people. Thank you, Kathy, for coordinating. God bless you all. Thank you so much, Pastor Bill. Wow, what a word. Consider not the things that we're faced with that doesn't align themselves with what we communicated with God. I'm going to go back into that in just a little bit more and recap some of the things that Pastor Bill brought out so wonderfully for us this morning. At this time, we're going to ask Minister Ijoma to come with the prayer request this morning. Minister Ijoma. Thank you, Bishop. Um, we have about five prayer um, submitted prayers this morning. The first one is from Shannon Singleton Banks. Her prayer request is that we should pray for her daughter, Taija. She was in a terrible car accident and has to be airlifted to John Muir Hospital, and we should pray for the family. So, Heavenly Father, we just lift um, Shannon Singleton Banks and her daughter over to you, Father. For you are God who heals all kinds of diseases, and you are God that bandages every wound. Father, your word says that you heal all our diseases. So, Father, even as Tyger has been sent to John Muir Hospital, Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over her. We pray, Father, for a quick recovery. We pray that she recovers mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, Father, so that she'll come home quickly to her loved ones. And, Father, fill her with your hope and with your courage and with your love. Father, we thank you, Father, that you, God, will give wisdom and knowledge to the doctors and the nurses at John Muir Hospital, Father, to provide them the right treatment 
provide her the right treatment that even when they don't know, Father, you will reveal your knowledge to them. And Father, we pray for Shannon and the family that you provide them strength at this time, Father, that, Father, that you replace any worry and any anxiety, but, Father, you replace it with faith, oh God, that they believe that it is done, that it is so, that you have already healed uh, Tiger in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, the second prayer point um, is for um, healing over cancer. There are two uh, prayer points here, and I'll put them all together. It's from Brenda Lowe. Her prayer request is that um, she's requesting prayer for her cousin, Diane Mosley. She has three different types of cancer, and all of them are in stage four. One has metastasized. Lord, we need a miracle. The second prayer is from Laurie Tucker. She's requesting prayer for Dolly Lott of Los Angeles. Three years ago, Dolly was diagnosed with stage 4 B-cell lymphoma cancer. Six months after being healed from B-cell cancer, she was diagnosed with stage 5 T-cell lymphoma cancer. Dolly was healed again from T-cell cancer. Now she's experiencing intestinal problems that have caused her to lose weight and become weak. Dolly is asking for prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ heals her body. So, Father, we call you into remembrance for these two ladies, Dolly and Diane. Father, we are in remembrance of, their, of your word in Matthew 8, 17, where you said that he took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Father, you are the same God back then. You are the same God right now. Father, we go by your report. Cancer cells may have metastasized for Diane mostly, but Father, we know that you, God, are God who we call upon, the King of glory and the hope of glory. Father, we hold on to you, Father. We ask you, Father, to help them to operate, not to operate in fear, Father, but to operate in your faith, to believe you, to believe that there is nothing that is impossible with you. Father, you've healed all kinds of diseases. You are the same God back then. You are the same God right now. Father, this one, Father, we give to you. Father, we bless you, Father. We glorify your name. And we thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing for these two ladies in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we rebuke, we reject, we cast out every spirit of cancer from their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we cancel any T cells, any B cells, any lymphoma, anything that is varying itself to come back in their lives, anything that is trying to reestablish itself in their lives and their bodies, Father. We, we come against it in the mighty name of Jesus. For we declare restoration over them. We declare good health. We declare healing, O oh God. Father, cause them to be stronger. Cause them to have hope. Cause them to have courage in you, O oh God. Comfort them, Father, in any pains, in any anxiety, O oh God. Father, we declare proper functioning of their bodies, of their organs, of their blood cells, of their body functions in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, grant them peace and truth. Father, strengthen them and give their families the strength, O oh God, to, to be able to hold on to you and see the miracles that you are going to do in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, also, we come before you with a prayer point from Joyce Carney. Her prayer request is that she's asking for prayers for my baby brother and sister-in-law, Reginald and Gunetta Brown. She says that they both have been diagnosed with coronavirus. Both are retired city workers and married over 25 years. Prayer work. So, Heavenly Father, we come before you according to Matthew 19, 26. 
you said that humanly possible, it is impossible. That what with God, everything is possible. Father, with you, nothing is impossible. You are a mighty God. You are the one that never fails. Father, we love you. Father, we are confident that no situation, no situation is too hard for you. You are Jehovah Rapha, our healer. You are God over coronavirus. Coronavirus bows to you. You are our God. You are their refuge and their fortress. Have your way in their circumstances, in their situation, O oh God. And Father, your word says that the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Therefore, Father, you are God. There is no God greater than you. Father, we know that you have sent your son to die on the cross for our sins and by the stripes you have healed all our diseases. Therefore, Father, we believe that even in this situation, Reginald, we believe in this situation that his wife are healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Put a hedge of protection around them, Father, and we declare healing over them in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we come before you with another prayer point from Sister April Freeman. The prayer request is that she is asking for prayer for her daughter, Azaria, who was drugged. Demonic forces have attacked her mind. She has been diagnosed with psychosis. She is having minimal conversation with anyone. Father, we apply the blood of Jesus from the top of Azaria's head to the sole of her feet. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over Azaria. Father, you are God who healed all manners of diseases. You healed a boy that was possessed by a demon. Father, you made all sorts of miracles, O oh God. And we believe that that same God is the same God that we worship today. Your anointing breaks and destroys all yokes of bondage. So we declare that your anointing power breaks and destroys every yoke of bondage, along with their works, along with their roots, along with their fruits, along with their tentacles, and links in the life of this child, Azaria, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, release Azaria from any bondage of the enemy. Cause Azaria's mind to be released from any effects of drugs in the mighty name of Jesus. Any plans, any strategies the enemy has to destroy her life, Father, we cancel it in the mighty name of Jesus. Every spirit of psychosis and all related illness that is on this young girl's life, Father, we cancel in the mighty name of Jesus. We bind all spiritual evil, every satanic attack, every demonic forces upon her life. Father, we bind it today in the mighty name of Jesus, and we cast it back into the bottomless pit where it belongs in Jesus' mighty name. Therefore, Father, we declare Zaria is delivered. She's healed. She's whole. She's free in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, the last one is a praise report. Lamont Fulton is reporting that her cousin, Jocelyn, had her follow-up visit with the surgeon. He confirmed he was able to remove all the cancer. So her cousin is cancer-free. Thanks be to God. Praise the Lord God, Jehovah Rapha. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name for all you're doing. You are a great God. You are a faithful God. And even in this, Father, we give you all the glory. We shout hallelujah to your name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Minister Ijoma. And we thank God for the...
praise report, and we declare today every prayer request as we set ourselves in agreement with them, and we set ourselves in agreement with your prayers as well, and we declare every prayer request will become a praise report. We've been blessed this morning. Pastor Bill has done a wonderful job in leading us in the word of God this morning. Number one, he said prayer is communication. Communication is vital. It is vital to our success as believers. When we became born-again believers, that communication line between you and God was reconnected. And that's what prayer is. Pastor Bill told us it's communication. He said we can communicate with God about anything, about anything. And when we pray, we are working with God, and our prayers cause God to work with us. Powerful. I pray that you're writing this down. He also shared with us, our belief comes by faith, which is fueled by love. And so as we pray, we pray for others. It comes from the love that we have for them and the love that God has for, for them as well. And if anything can hinder your prayers, it's unforgiveness. Walking in unforgiveness. And so we choose to forgive everyone of everything today so that our communication, our direct, our direct connect with God will not be interrupted. It will not be broken. And that's why the Bible tells us we can be confident in that because this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, his will is his word, his word is his will, he hears us us. That blessed me this morning, and I pray it blessed you. I want to go back to Pastor Bill before we end our call this morning and see if he has any closing remarks. Pastor Bill, do you have any closing remarks this morning? I I want to say that um, we need to all take time to be grateful to God for giving us men and women like the bishop here who has heard from God, as as many of us, I hope it's all of us, have heard to do different things to set us up for our days ahead. But it's very, very, very important that we focus and not just be grateful because we are blessed and we are fortunate and we are to be envied. But we need to make sure that we're focusing on the King of Glory and that it is Him that, for example, led Bishop to have this start and to continue, that led us in the different ways so we would be prepared for these days. And be grateful. Every day, any hour, every hour, be grateful. Recognize and be grateful to God. Do whatever you have to do to remind you that it is God who has been good. It is God who has done this work. It is God who is answering our prayers. It is God that loves us, and we need to be grateful, grateful, grateful to him for it. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you so much, Pastor Bill. Thank you, and thank you for being our guest on especially such a wonderful day, your birthday. I'm so honored. I pray everyone on the line is honored. I know my wife, Pastor Adrian, is honored. 
who's on the line also with us this morning. Well, <laughs> I never like this time of the prayer call because we bring we have to bring it to an end. But, you know, it's just a pause because we're going to be back tomorrow. And then those of you who are live streaming into our services, we're going to be back in service tonight. And we're going to have a wonderful time in the Lord. As we always end, according to Psalms 118, verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you. Brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Come on, confess it with me this morning. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. I declare this morning, you are more than a conqueror, and you are a world overcomer. The Bible tells us, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So go out and overcome the world because you are a conqueror. God bless you. We love you. This is Minister Joma, Pastor Adrian, Pastor Bill, and Bishop Smith. We're signing off. We're going to open the prayer line. We're going to pray in the Spirit, and we're going to rejoice in the Lord. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. Let us open the prayer line now.